unappreciation. Yeah. But Johnny, I hate to tell you, but that's just the NXT way, isn't it? No, it is, yeah. I mean, I've been unappreciated since I set foot in the place. Big sister to the entire women's locker room. I sacrificed for these women. I put them before myself. I ate second so they could all eat first. It's the right way, the right way. But when I needed anyone, where were you? Not there, nowhere to be found. And you know, I kept telling myself over and over, they'll change, Candace, it's okay. They'll change, they'll change, they'll change, they'll change, they'll change. Insanity. You know, doing the same thing over and over, and you expect different results. Insanity. I found it to be quite enlightening, actually. Because you know what? I'm not going to eat second anymore. Welcome back to another new episode of The War Report. I am your host, Mirjani, and as always, I am joined by Cyrus. We are recording from Club Quarantine. What's going on, Cyrus? How are you feeling? Uh, man, I sure hope we get to close the club soon because I want to go outside. <laughs> I doubt it. Uh, doubt it anytime soon. Uh, stay home and flatten the curve so we can have some semblance of summer because uh, some places yes, are opening please. up, uh, particularly in Georgia, and that will be a place where I stay away from for uh, quite a long while. So, Georgia, hang in there. Please stay at home. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Concerning the shows of AEW and NXT, uh, a lot of wrestling. Uh, there were AEW Dynamite. There was a lot of a lot of squash matches overall. You could see the holes that are kind of with like people missing. No MJF, obviously he's injured. No Nyla Rose. Uh, no Britt Baker this week. No uh, Hikaru Shida. Uh, um. So, wait, about MJF, did you know he was injured for all this time? I heard rumors. I didn't know that he was actually injured, though. I feel I, I feel like, you know, for for a long time, I was just like, man, these shows are really missing MJF. Like, I think uh, I, I think he would be a very, like, he would be a sore spot, you know, in everybody's side while, you know, everybody's in quarantine and, you know, him still doing, like, his promos and stuff, you know, still you know, being pretentious and stuff, I feel like that's, like, it, it would be a missed opportunity, but, like, I, knowing that he's injured now, I'm just like, oh, shit, like, that really sucks. Well, he also lives, in, like, New well, he also lives in New York, so, it, oh, you okay. know, with what's going on in New York right now, I don't think it's really smart for him to fly to either Georgia or yeah. Florida, so, I, you know, uh, a lot of glaring omissions, I'll just say. Uh, they're yeah. doing what they can. <laughs> I got to cut them a little slack because we are in a pandemic. Uh, I wouldn't really advise people to fly places uh, if they don't have to. So, and some of these shows were taped. So, uh, you know, you can do what you can. We're going to start with AEW first. Uh, Yeah. Sammy Guevara and Darby Allen. I thought this was. Uh, I thought this was a good match overall. I thought it, it felt a little different than their first match. Uh, that. Mm-hmm. Spot with Sammy Guevara in the ladder was pretty wild. I thought he was hurt. I, I just thought like the way that he smacked against the ladder, he either hurt Darby Allen with the uh, with his legs or he either hurt his ribs. But it was fine. Darby, Darby was a little methodical here going for Sammy's uh, foot and ankle, which was pretty cool. 
And I like that uh, Darby uh, won with the Last Supper, not the coffin drop. Good stuff here. Yes. Uh, yeah, really good stuff. Um, I, I do like I, I do like seeing this more methodical um, Darby Allen. Like, uh, it's less crash course, and it's more like, oh, he's actually, like, thinking about his offense, and I like that a lot more than, uh, you know, the usual, the usual Darby Allen we've been getting lately. Or like before, uh, Darby uh, Darby Allen we were getting before. Before I get into the Matt Hardy stuff a little bit, I'm going to switch gears and go to Kenny Omega and Allen Angels. And Allen Angels beat. He got beat by Archer in a squash match. Uh, Jericho <clears throat> was noticeably flustered on commentary here. He he started off calling it a warm up match, and then. As the match went on, yeah. he's like, whoa, like, uh, Alan Angel's getting a little bit more offense than I expected. Uh, yeah. It definitely, it was a fi- more of a 50-50 match for me. Unless they sign Alan Angel's or they're going to push him, I'm not sure Amen. what he was doing, doing here. <laughs> I, I just, he kicks out of a V-trigger. Uh, like, it looks, usually when you book these styles of matches, uh Kenny Omega would be the heel, and then Alan Angels would kind of be the uh, underdog babyface that takes him uh, by surprise. But yeah, sh- shockingly takes him to like not not like a limit, but like you know, uh, Kenny Omega has to pull out more than he thought he would. But uh, yeah, I, I'm completely on Jericho's side on this one. I was just like, oh, he, hey man, he's really hanging in there a little too long. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I, I I know that this this show in particular had a lot of squash matches towards the back end and back end, and then like mixed with a little bit of promo. And maybe they wanted to give it a little bit more of a different look or a different feel. But uh, you know, Kenny is the their long one half of the longest reigning tag champs. Again, uh, another guy missing, Hangman Page. Uh, I guess you know because he's I guess he's quarantining so. He's another mm-hmm. missing present presence, and he's also the uh, AAA uh, champion as well. And it's weird because I'm like, damn, Kenny can't do squash matches. Like they always have to be a little bit longer. There's always like this yeah. style that he has. Uh, it was just, I don't know. I it was a little weird for me. It, this was a little yeah. weird. Um. You know, Ryan sat in, went on Twitter, and it was just like, yeah, uh, Kenny Omega definitely gave uh, Alan J- Angels, uh, like, gave him a lot. And I, did, I haven't seen the match yet, but I'm just like, hey, man, if, if like, you know, you can read it and it just sounds, it, it sounds crazy. And then you see it and it's even crazier, like uh, someone that's not even signed to AEW or, you know, he probably hasn't been, like, you know, confirmed yet because, you know, uh, Alan J, uh, she recently got signed during this whole thing, and I think that's really cool. But um, you know, Kenny Omega is giving him a lot, and then uh, uh, you know, we talked about it in the group chat and stuff like that, and it was just like, like you remember when like the V trigger was like kind of a big deal, and then everyone, and you, I was just like, you remember when the V trigger was a, a big deal, and then people were just like. And that shit hasn't been a big deal in like forever, you know. And it was just like, you know, th- this kind of would have been the time to like kind of establish that as like a very devastating move against Alan Angel. But um, 
now now it's the equivalent of a blue thunder bomb, you know? Uh no, I just think it, that like a lot weird. of people are saying that Kenny has lost a step and maybe a little bit, but like I think that there are flashes of that guy still there. The problem is, mm-hmm. is that AEW, if he's not facing a Pac or if he's not, you know, going against the Young Bucks or maybe the Lucha Brothers, somebody of that caliber, he doesn't really have a lot of dance partners that brings mm-hmm. that out of him like he does in New Japan. Like he had Kota Ibushi there, he had Okada, he had Tanahashi, duh, duh. he had uh you know it's like, the level of competition. Yeah, it's just it's, just, it's uh, different and here I like I said, maybe he's trying to make Alan Angel's like a, a future star. I don't know what Alan Angel's uh, contract situation is, but um, it's just it's just different. so uh, uh, like a lot of people have this thing where it's just like wrestling needs to create new stars, blah blah, blah this and that, and Kenny Omega can definitely be that star. You know, um, he he may be well into his age, but he can still. He can still be a star. No, he and, is. Uh, he's you know, one of the, He's definitely yeah. one of their high. You know, their top stars. Yeah, and it's just like really calling a spade a spade. Kenny Omega definitely shouldn't. Uh, definitely shouldn't have given him that much. Like uh, Jericho was stunned when he kicked out of the V trigger and shit. So was I. Uh, that definitely should have ended the match because the match doesn't go much longer after that. So it was just like, yeah, you guys definitely could have called it there. But um, if if, if Kenny Omega wants to give this dude a lot, then go. So be it. I think uh, if I was in Kenny Omega's shoes, I definitely would have like beat the hell out of him, you know, uh, really squash him, and then uh, maybe in a later future, you know, when things come back to normal. They signed, like, you know, they announced that uh, Alan Angels is signed. And then, you know, he rack up some wins, long-term booking-style stuff. And it's just like, yeah, I remember fighting Kenny Omega. Like, he kicked my ass on my debut. Or not uh, not my debut, but, you know, he kicked uh, he kicked my ass uh, in my second match. And, like, look where I am now, you know. Um, they they could have did it. Losing isn't always that bad, you know. Uh, getting squashed isn't always that bad, Uh they could have did a lot of stuff with with uh, him losing if they wanted to give him this much, uh, but nah, uh, Kenny Omega gave him a lot. And people are just like, "Oh man, you know, maybe Kenny Omega doesn't want to do the WWE style squash match, blah blah blah, this and that." Like squash matches are dumb, and it's just like you guys were not saying that a couple weeks ago when Lance Archer was beating us beating the hell out of uh, Marco Stunt. So I don't want to hear it. Well, the thing is with that is, like, if you think of it in two different schools of thought, Kenny is a VP. So, you know, it's like he's damned if he does and damned if he doesn't, kind of. Because if he does a squash match, he's okay, he's squashing talent. But at the same time, if it's a regular squash match, that would be, that would be three on the show. So, essentially, you would have three regular matches and three squash matches it's a little bit a combination of WWE Saturday Morning Superstars or Livewire or, you know, WWE Saturday Night or something like that. So, like, it gives it a different look. It was a little puzzling to yeah. me. But, you know, I, they got to get their full roster back, you know. Uh, yeah. Uh, honestly, like, a lot of the squash matches that were on the show really didn't even need to happen. 
as you, I mean, Wardlow, I'm going to say, I'll jump into the, like, it was good to see Wardlow to, like, reminder that he's actually on the roster. Uh, like, uh, obviously, from wherever they yeah. are reporting from Georgia, you know, they're employing a lot of indie ta- talent on, I guess, a per-show basis to kind of show the, it, like, you know what I mean? Like, Wardlow going 50-50 with Lee Johnson, that would have been bad. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> going 50-50 with Justin Law would have also been bad. So, obviously, I mean, they're, you know, they're foreshadowing Brody Lee versus uh, Marco Stunt next <laughs> next week. But, uh, you know, uh, it was to show that, hey, you know, these yeah. guys are still here. Brody, but, like... Well, like, maybe, maybe Warlow didn't need a match this week, you know? Like, I, I definitely think uh, they, they could have gave him somebody... Uh, they could have given Warlow somebody like Trent... Or something like that, or you know, I don't like if you if you're gonna have squash matches this whole show, I definitely think uh, Kenny Omega definitely should have been one of those people to get us uh, be one of those people to get the squash match. But hey, man, uh, it's Kenny Omega. It's Kenny Omega's company, man. You know, um, whatever whatever he wanted to do, that's kind of that's his business. <laughs> yeah, uh, we're gonna get get into Matt Hardy a little bit. Uh, he cut a promo. Both as broken Matt and regular Matt, uh, it was. A little, I thought this was very interesting. Well, it was interesting because he was inviting and he was challenging Jericho, but he was also kind of inviting Sammy Guevara. And then he says mm-hmm. that you know that he, him, regular Matt is protecting the youth of AEW. And I'm like, okay, we're mm-hmm. challenging Jericho, but you're also challenging the youth of AEW and Sammy Guevara. It was interesting. Is a, you know, that, like, uh, he's doing a very mankindish that, uh yeah. promo here. And uh I, I do think that's like a weird uh that is a weird contradiction in you know his words, but I thought that uh I thought it was very interesting where because this is new. Like this is new stuff where he can you know uh the being inside him, you know, whatever is you know, is out there and he's just like, you know, Maybe this is too much for you to handle. So I will revert myself back to the human that you are used to. <laughs> and I, I, th- I thought that was very interesting and, uh, and uh, very funny. And then, you know, he cuts an amazing promo in normal Matt Hardy fashion. And I thought that was very great as well. Um, Tony Khan said that next week on AEW is probably going to be one of the best episodes in AEW's history. So I definitely think we're getting uh, some sort of like, like, are we going to get a deletion of some sort? Like, is Sammy Guevara? Because I wouldn't want it. Uh, I don't know. Uh, we get Marco Stunt and Bro- Brody Lee, Cody versus Darby Allen at. Uh, Lance Archer versus Dustin Rhodes, Kip Saban and Jimmy Havoc versus Best Friends on No DQ match. So I don't I don't know what they're doing. They're probably going to have to do some promos to kill time a little bit. But um, I I mean I don't know. Like I like see like we've been we've been critical of Matt Hardy and everything with the broken thing and saying that it's a little bit worn. But I like this wrinkle here like i said like i've said it's a, new a couple minutes ago it's very mcfoley-ish mcfoley had mm-hmm. mankind uh dude love and cactus jack and he had like the three faces of foley and even being himself 
And Matt can kind of use this to his advantage. He could be version one Matt Hardy or just Matt Hardy when he wants to tone down to the broken mat. So, I yeah, for the most part, I thought this was – it was better. It was good stuff. Mm-hmm. All right. I, I, I like this a lot. Uh, you know, uh, we kind of seen everything before um, with the compound and stuff like that. Um, but this is new, so – I, I, I enjoyed that aspect of it a lot. Um, and I'm surely, I hope, Matt Hardy puts uh, Sammy Guevara over when they have the match or whatever. But I also like that he was just like, he he's like challenging Sammy Guevara, but he's like also like putting, uh, putting him over a lot because he was just like, you know, Jericho, you're a coward. You never uh, addressed my challenge, but your friend, uh, you know, the false god. I think that I think the false god thing is very funny. Uh, Sammy Guevara. He, you know, he he had the courage to speak. So, I would like to invite him to my compound and you know do the whole thing. And I was just like, yeah, that, that that's pretty good. I, I like that. The Dustin Rhodes Kip Saban match. Uh, they tried to add some stakes <clears> to <throat> it with if, if Dustin loses, he retires. I thought that was a little weird. No, uh, to kind of like uh, add a little. I guess pizzazz to it. I I didn't think that you really needed it. I, I thought nope. you know like this was going to be a good match anyway because I think Dustin works better with a lot of uh, athletic guys. Uh, his match with uh, Jake Hager it, when he, it's two big guys like that was just kind of slow and lumbering. And maybe that was a little bit more on Hager side, but Kip Saban is another good young piece that AEW has. This match was fine. I thought, like, I didn't think that it was amazing, but I didn't think it was bad. I thought it was cool. Uh, yeah. You know, Dustin Rhodes got the win here. I'm not sure what him and Lance Archer is going to look like next week. I, I because oh, hopefully it's a squash. <laughs> I don't think it's going to be a squash. Uh, I think. Well, I if the worst kept secret of this whole tournament is that it's going to be Cody and Lance Archer. And if Lance Archer wants to kind of give a message to Cody or like kind of like, you know, this is what I'm going to do, he's going to beat the hell out of uh, Dustin. And I think Dustin is going to get a little bit of offense, but uh, ultimately he's going to end up getting color next week or something like that. I just, that's what I'm feeling. Uh, Like, Kip Saban. Yeah, I feel the same way. It was a little weird at the end uh, with Brandy and Penelope. I mean, that didn't like that part. At the end, it, it, I didn't think that oh. it needed it. Like the Canadian Destroyer has kind of been Dustin Rhodes' like bread and butter since he's gotten to AEW. So, and, <laughs> but um, he's making he's making it a finisher again. So I'm sure uh, PD Williams can uh, get some sleep at night. <laughs> Yeah, as long as it's not WWE guys using it, then he approves, I guess. But, uh, I mean, it's cool. It's good stuff. Dustin's going to get the hell beat out of him next week. So, I hope he's prepared for that. Uh, I'll say, kind of wrapping up AEW stuff, Jimmy Havoc and Orange Cassidy. What the hell? Jimmy Havoc was beating the hell out of Orange Cassidy for, it seemed like, 10 minutes. And then Orange Cassidy kind of goes on his Hulk Hogan run, I'll say. 
Uh, this was what, the yeah. match was ten minutes. Again, it's a, it's weird. It's like very Groundhog Day ish because Penelope got involved again. Like it's like she's getting involved in half the matches in on Dynamite. That see, that's another problem with not having a lot of women there. And, you know, it's just that roster is just severely limited and. I guess this is the third or fourth show that they're doing this, and it's starting. The cracks are starting to show. Yeah, um, definitely, uh, definitely with this, uh, the Jimmy Havoc and Orange Cassidy match, I was just like, yeah, something, uh, something is wrong here. And I'm sorry, I really don't think Orange Cassidy works in this, uh, in this no crowd sort of setting, you know. but I'm I'm glad Jimmy Havoc's on the show. Uh, I'm sure a lot of British fans are uh, that are a big fan of him. They're excited to see him. But um, I don't think Orange Cassidy is the the opponent for him. Like we could we could not get an Orange Cassidy match when there was a live crowd and you know forever, you know. Uh, and then we get it now. When there's no people to really like feed off of, because like his gimmick really needs that, and it's just not great. I mean, you got you got it against Pac. It's just that, like, you know, circumstances you can't have a crowd unless it's you know the wrestlers that they have there. That's all you can. Re- that's all you can really do. You know, like, of course, like Orange Cassidy's gimmick is very. Uh, I guess enhanced by having a loud crowd there, especially when he's doing, you know, the hands in his pocket, he's just doing the comeback. It's just like, maybe I don't think that you hold off on him having matches. It's just that you're just going to have to accept them for what they are uh, right now. I, th- I think it's a lot easier to accept them for what they are when uh, there's a crowd really like, going crazy behind it you know because like at that point it's just like it's undeniable uh like you can you can like really hate it all you want but just like listen to the cheers of these people and it's just like you know but like right now it it is uh i think it's a little weird like i i I don't really think it it works yeah let's move on to nxt uh i'm gonna jump around a little bit here I'm gonna talk. Let's talk about a little bit about the Johnny Gargano promo. Uh, when I <laughs> saw that Candice was going to be involved in the storyline, I kind of I was like, "Oh no!" Like you know what I mean? Like I didn't. I thought that it hurt. This is her. where we at? Well, no, because I thought that it hurt her in the beginning of them getting into, you know, in the middle of Gargano and Champa. I was like, okay. You let Candice kind of, she's, and plus after that, she was having really good matches. Like you met, you know, uh, remember the one with EO and things like that. Mm-hmm. But like this worked for me here because it goes off the whole thing of her being the kind of the big sister and kind of relinquishing her goals and like her, you know, like she was there for EO and EO turned on her. You know, she was, uh, yeah. she had the, uh, the war games match with Rhea. She's always kind of like, I'll be there for you. And you know what? Now she's like, you know what? Fuck all that. <laughs> like I'm, I'm going after mine. And then 
Johnny Gargano. I mean, okay. I, I, it's like, what can you do with Johnny Gargano at this point? What more can you do? Like, it's, I get that he's doing, um, you know, he goes off with the whole, like, you know, like, every time they ask me to do, like, uh, autographs and stuff, I was there. And then he talks about Finn Balor and stuff is like, cool. I just don't know. I'm like, all right, I don't know where his character is going to go. I'm just like, all right, like, if you can't move him to SmackDown or Raw, where else, like, heal Johnny Gargano? And maybe we didn't get fully heal Johnny Gargano with the Ciampa storyline, but I don't know. Um, I, I, li- I like this a lot because uh, Johnny Gargano is, like, well, m- less, like, Candice is spreading her wings. Now, like, you know, like you said, like the matches with Yale and stuff like that, like the matches were always great quality, but, you know, you kind of have to connect and just being, being the person that, you know, uh, the baby face can rely on to be a tag, tag team partner. Like sometimes that's not good enough, you know? And now that, you know, she turned heel, which I think is interesting. She has a great new look. Um, she's spreading her wings. So I think a lot of people can like, I think a lot of people should like look at this less like uh, this is a Johnny Gargano thing and look at it more as a Candace thing because I think it's uh, this is mainly for her like this is really gonna work for her. I mean, he does say in the promo like uh, the thing that I liked is like you know you should eat first. So instead <clears throat> of kind of like Candace being, you know the. I guess the kind of sidekick to Johnny. Johnny's gonna kind of be that for Candace. Which, if they do it in that way, I think that would be pretty cool. Like, I think that like, yeah, Johnny has accomplished so much in NXT. Uh, you know, if you don't want him to be, uh, maybe go after the NXT Championship down the line. I don't think he needs to do it right now, but like, he can. Uh, yeah, he could kind of like use, you know, prop up Candice a little bit. It'd be a nice little roll, roll reversal. Yeah, and uh, I'm I'm for it. You know, um, think John. Uh, you can think Johnny Gargano's a dork, or you know, uh, he's a little weird. Hey, man, just re- look at look at it as like this is uh, this is for Candice, not Johnny. And I think uh, you kind of like it more <laughs> yeah three nxt cruiserweight championship matches here uh all they, good they were all yeah they were all good i'm gonna speak a little bit about drake maverick it seems like they are going <laughs> off the like he's fighting for his life storyline like he got fired if you know like what's that secret uh he was part of the layoffs, and he said that he was going to, you know, fight anyway in this cruiserweight uh, championship tournament. So he's still going to be around for a while. And they are really laying it on that, like him trying to win the cruiserweight championship is basically saving his job. And I thought that mm-hmm. was a little. If this was 
if this didn't happen when layoffs happened and people lost their jobs, I would be okay with it. But the fact that people got let go, mm-hmm. I'm side-eyeing this a little bit. Also, I think it's really weird that, like, because these shows are pre-taped, but we have now we have, like, a story that kind of happened last week, you know? Like, uh, I'm pretty sure this, like, this match was, like, taped well in advance, but now we're getting this, you know, I think it's nice how they, like, turn it into, like, a story, you know, that, uh, that's really, like, congealing together, but, um, honestly, if you think, uh, I, I, do, I do think it's very weird. Like, if 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 you don't like it, like, completely reasonable, it does feel kind of, like, shady. Uh, that, like, you know, just very real thing. Uh, you know, they're kind of, like, wor- working this as, uh, you know, into a story, which should should be no surprise. It's wrestling. But, um... Wrestling's a carny business. Uh, yeah. So, I... Maybe we shouldn't. Maybe we shouldn't be surprised, but um, kind of just uh, yeah, I'm not. It, it's a little weird. I don't mind. Yeah, I'm not surprised. It's just I just think that like given the circumstances, it's a little. Uh, yeah. I, I wouldn't have done this. I wouldn't have done this right yeah, now. Right. Like, you know, the enduring babyface of underdog, uh, fighting basically trying to win a title, not so he wouldn't get a pink slip. Uh, I don't know, man. Like, I think that Drake Maverick should should stay, regardless. Uh, I just yeah. don't think that, like, just under these circumstances where about over thirty people got let go. Like, I'm like, right now, yeah. given on the status of the country and like twenty three million people getting let go, I just I don't think. <laughs> yeah. I don't think that, uh, like, let's not make Drake Maverick the everyman, please. Honestly, but like. When you say it like that, it's just like, man, you know, just like think of it as just like, oh man, like all those people got laid off. Maybe, you know, now we have like, you know, 20, uh, 23 million people to relate to Drake Maverick. You know, maybe that was a thought. <laughs> I think those 23 million people are wondering, to, you know, when why is wrestling still on? Well, one, <laughs> oh, I, yeah. I doubt that. A lot of them are watching wrestling. I think they're wor- worried about where their next paycheck is going to come or where their next yeah. to feel their family. So, I, you know, they're not identifying with Drake Mavericks. Like, you know, I could be like him, too. I could rise up on the ashes. Like, he, you know, they are battling a virus. <laughs> they're not fighting for the Cruiserweight Championship. Yeah, uh... It's weird, but uh, it, it, do do you see him in the finals now? Um, I think you kind of have to. Uh, I I don't see him in the finals. I see him getting enough points to be in the conversation and then kind of losing because you have okay. Uh, take a, in his block, you got Jake Atlas, Kushida. Uh, Tony Nice and, and Tony oh, Nice. Yikes. So I mean, <laughs> my my pick out of Block A, Kushida, I think is going to win. So maybe Drake kind of gets a little bit of upsets and make it interesting, but I don't think that he's going to win. Uh, that's fair. I think I think if he ma- if he makes it to the finals in his block, I think that would be very interesting. 
If he makes the finals over Kushida, I'm calling bullshit. No, well, in his like the finals in his block. Okay, you know, so like semifinals. <laughs> Definitely think it should be Kushida. Uh, speaking of Kushida, yeah. I thought his match with Tony Nese was kind of the best of the night. I mean, no uh, surprise there. Classic. Yeah, really, really good stuff. Uh, you know, uh, Kushida's really good, man. Well, I, I <laughs> like uh, cru- cruiserweight champions like the. Like you know, the the title kind of like goes wherever. Like there's not really a long title reign, but um, I definitely think Kushida should definitely be uh, definitely should be the person that really holds down that title, man. Uh, he's a he's a really good wrestler. Uh, Tony Nice also for former cruiserweight champion. Uh, no slouch in the ring. Um, he's really good, man. Also got the. Also got the- Debut of El uh, El Hijo del Fantasma against uh, Jack Gallagher. Um, I uh, he this is his debut, and he kind of just shows himself as one of the smartest men on the roster. Um, he he wins his match, and then you know he goes out to the parking lot. And he doesn't get kidnapped. He actually like <laughs> fights back. And you know what? That makes a lot of sense because uh, you see a lot of people. Uh, you know, the car pulls up, the people come out, and then they're just like, "Why are you leading me inside a car?" And then they just drive off. <laughs> well, a lot of those guys. Fantasma is just like, "Don't play with me." A lot of those guys lost. They lost, so they just lost their brain cells. <laughs> well, just like like. A- Think, think of if it happened to you, like if you go outside and all of a sudden, like guys roll up in the trunk, uh, you know, mobster style, and try to kidnap you. Like obviously, you would kind of be like, "What the, what the hell is going on here?" And then maybe you fight back, but you know, like it catches you by surprise. Cause you know, I I look at uh, you know, I, I I remember him like fighting it right, and then. I think about uh, who is it, uh, Raul Mendoza, where they kind of just run up on him and then they just kindly guide him into the car. And he's just like, oh, shit, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and it was just like, oh, for real? Like, I, I mean, good on him. Good on him. Yeah. Good on him not getting uh, basically uh, kidnapped. Kidnapped. He was, he Whatever was that story yeah, is. Yeah. I, I don't know where that story's going. Maybe, hopefully, there's like a red herring, or you know, perhaps the wrestlers that got kidnapped will come back. Has anybody asked about their whereabouts? No, which is very weird. <laughs> I mean, I would be, you know, suppose that uh, these wrestlers have families and things that who are worried about them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so maybe we should kind of follow up on that. Uh, Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez and Shozu Blackheart and Tegan Knox. Nice little sprint, I think. Right, per- yeah. right person wins. Uh, the uh, Tegan, uh, Tegan and uh, Raquel had like a nice little sprint last week and they're having a little sprint uh, this week. I, I hope there's like a longer match down the line or like, you know, a very serious match down the line. But um, 
Yeah, man. Uh, I would I would like to see more from Raquel, or you know, I do like Tegan Knox a lot, so I would like to see more than just a sprint. But it is what it is. Kind of finish up a little bit. So Velveteen Dream and, and Keith Lee were going to have a match, presumably. <laughs> Keith Lee, I mean, kudos. I, I want to say kudos to uh, basically Damian Priest on that promo and like reminding us that he beat Keith Lee. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he takes out Keith Lee and then our returning champion, Dexter Loomis comes to Velveteen Dream's aid. Uh, it's funny. Because hey, man, he was, uh, he was uh, in the ramp, like staring. I, I like his character. I think he's yeah. probably one of the best characters in NXT right now. Uh, he lays waste oh. to the undisputed era and they get, he the looks win. great in there. Yeah. Way you man, um, we 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 saw the vision, man. Uh, De- De- Dexter Loomis is gonna uh, big things, man. You know, got the War Report uh, rocket strap, man. This was re- uh, this was really cool to see. Uh, especially like uh, you know. One week he's you know squashing uh, Tahuti Miles, you know, just like some random, and now he's like in the main event with the main eventers. Like, r- really cool stuff, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I can't wait. Uh, I can't wait to see like, because uh, you know, Undisputed Era is gonna you know do their whole thing where it's just like, who the hell Dexter Loomis thinks he is, blah blah blah, and he's probably gonna try. Uh, he's probably gonna have a match with Roderick Strong, and it's probably gonna be a f- really good stuff. Yeah, Dexter Loomis and Roderick Strong is probably the best combination they go because obviously Velveteen Dream and Adam Cole have a date uh, fighting for that title, which I think it was important for him to get the pinfall on Adam Cole. Uh, Dexter Loomis, I didn't think that he would be kind of like inserted into kind of like this main event picture early, but like I said, like his... He's got one of the best characters in NXT right now, so why not? Just go ahead, like, you know, is he gonna go after Dream? His uh, character is kind of ambiguous with his, uh, basically, what he's gonna do. So he could go either way, but he beat the like he got in the ring, yeah. beat the hell out of Adam Cole and Roderick Strong. So he got uh, he got a lot of off. Uh... Uh, a lot of offense off on them, and I think that's really interesting. Um, I think, the, uh, I think uh, in, in NXT, you know, they can they can do something with, um, you know, him not really having title aspirations. You know, I get you know uh, he may just want to, like maybe he just wants to have be like let NXT be a landscape that like you know. That isn't ran by the Undisputed Era or something, and, you know, he's, like, fine with that. <laughs> Who knows? I, I think you could kind of keep him away from the title for a while. Like, uh... No, he wouldn't win it. I don't think that he would win it yeah. anytime soon. Like, I think anything that's Velveteen's coming down, <laughs> you know, the road. Yeah. I'm just not sure don't, what they're doing uh, with the Undisputed Era right now, because everything's kind of in a holding pattern, and, uh... Move them to SmackDown. Move them in the raw. Like, they've done everything yeah. here. I don't think that, you know, Kyle O'Reilly with his diabetes, obviously he cannot get 
to Florida right now. So maybe you want to wait until things clear up to move them all to another brand. But like uh, down the road, um, if this clears up, please move them. Yeah, uh, please, please uh, move them. But like also like I don't want to see a repeat of the fiend. So like uh, I definitely don't think Dexter Loomis should like really be anywhere uh, near the title soon. No, uh, I don't. I don't think you're gonna see that. Triple H doesn't yeah. like the way he books champions and the way he books challengers. That, that he, you're not gonna get another fiend situation. Um, okay. Um. Yeah, that's all. That's it for NXT. Anything else that you want to say before we get out of here? Um, stay inside. Uh, you know, take care of yourselves. Don't be weird. Don't be uh just in, in, just enjoy your time at home, man, because we're gonna be here for a while. <laughs> Next week you want NXT, you get Charlotte versus me AM, and then you got Damian Priest versus Keith Lee for the North American title. They should be both uh good matches. Uh, looking forward to seeing Charlotte and Mia Yim five years later. And Damian mm-hmm. Priest and Keith Lee. Uh, should be yeah. I'm glad that Keith Lee has another dance partner that is not Diamond Donovan Dijakovic. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. So as always, you can follow us at RNC Radio Live on Twitter, Instagram, uh, all your podcast feeds on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, everywhere. Got a lot of shows for your quarantine needs. Uh, RS being on. Uncensored is chronicling the last dance every week. They have uh, a new episode that is up. Of course, we have a new uh, episode of the Mount Silver podcast. Talk about Misty in the Cerulean City. Uh, new episode of It's a Challenge is going up today. Got a new episode of Chat season Chat with Nelson. Uh, he came back. He's talking to. Uh, man, I don't want to get this wrong. Uh, De- she's, <laughs> she, uh, yeah, I, I haven't uh, I haven't gotten the time to uh, listen to the episode. Um, but yeah, uh, chatting with Nelson is back. RSPN boys are back uh, talking about the uh, the Michael uh, the Michael Jordan documentary, um, which I I need to watch. I, I would, I would like to see, uh, now, now that I know it's not really like Jordan focus, I would, I would like to see, uh, a lot of it. Uh, but yeah, man, it, it, it should, uh, it should be some, uh, new episode, be some cool stuff. Yeah, got a new episode of the big eyes podcast. Obviously you got a new episode of the a show that's coming up. New episode of recalling solve that just, the season just ended is phenomenal. I think. And a new episode of the Black Variant. They talk about uh, HBO Max. So, <clears throat> for myself and for Cyrus, we will be back next week. There's a lot of matches on AEW Dynamite. And as Tony Khan said, it's the best. He thinks it's the best uh, AEW Dynamite uh, episode ever. And we will see. Uh, <laughs> Sometimes. Sometimes you just don't need to tweet stuff. Well, I mean, like, you usually should uh, uh, under-promise and over-deliver. And I think that uh, with 
Tony Khan's recent tweet storms against players at the Jacksonville Jaguars. He's setting his order very tall, and uh, I hope that this doesn't come back to bite him in the ass. All right, for myself and Cyrus, we're going to get out of here, and we will talk to you next week.